Thank you for joining us here at His Hardline. You can find us at www.hisheartline.com. With God at the driver's seat, I am Jason, your co-host. You're listening to 1% or less with him. Let's get started. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Good evening. It is Sunday, March 13th, 2022, and I just want to say welcome to His Hard Line. You are listening to 1% or Less with Him. I am Jason. I am the co-host with God and Jesus at the wheel. They are piloting this ship. They're the ones in charge. I'm just a technical guy. Welcome again. Today, we're going to be doing a reading out of chapter John, chapter 12. I hope you're all doing well today, and I hope that your Sunday has been pretty well. Mine was quite crazy this morning, I should say, because with the uh, whole losing an hour, I tell you what, that's the one bad thing about having to be up at 2 o'clock in the morning, (laughs) because that is exactly when time changes, 2, 3. So what does that mean for me? I got to I got to wake up an hour earlier <laughs> as if 2 a.m. wasn't bad enough. 1 a.m. really sucks. I mean, if I'm being honest, <laughs> waking up at 1 a.m. really sucked, but it is what it is. Um, but, you know, today was an overall good day. I was able to do get all my work done and uh, be able to make it home all in one piece. Considering the snow that we had today, it snowed actually something fierce for half the day. Got about like three or four inches and had a couple cars wipe out in front of me. I tell you what, I think the Lord was definitely looking after me. In fact, he looks after me daily because I can't tell you how many close calls that people have with me. I mean, if you only knew, if you only rode in the passenger side of that truck, you would be amazed of what you would see. I mean, I mean, I'm not even exaggerating. On a daily basis, you're always seeing something stupid, but the... The levels of, and I don't even want to say the levels of stupidity. I've put my own car in the ditch before, so I need to watch what I say. But people still drive like it's freaking like the Indianapolis 500 out there. It just amazes me. It's like, you know, you got, yeah, you know, you got slick highways. And you know it's slick because you can see it glaze. Like you can just see it being shiny on the, on the blacktop. And you know it's not going to be a good a good look for you if you're cruising still at 65, 75 miles an hour. I mean, I had two cars. One almost wipe out in front of me entering the highway. They hit a, a really good tough of, uh, you know, a patch of slush. And they started sliding all over the place trying to, you know, over, you know, trying to counter steer and correct it. And, man, I thought they were really going in. And thankfully, they were far enough ahead of me that I didn't, I wasn't at risk of hitting them. But, man. And then I had another car that had already, was already kind of not really in the ditch, but off to the side. And uh, I was coming around the bend, didn't see the car. And they had just gotten themselves apparently unstuck. And they started trying to drive back up on the highway. Well, there was a car in the, you know, in the left lane. Uh, which we call the hammer lane, you know, the passing lane. I had a car on my left passing me. As I'm going around this bend, I see the car trying to get out of the side, you know, kind of get off the, uh, the kind of get back on the highway from the, uh, from the meet, you know, from the, uh, from the side. And I was like, oh no, no, I was going slow and, you know, I was going slower, but I was still going fast enough to where what this guy was trying to accomplish, it was going to be lights out for him if he didn't get back off to the side. And when he saw my big truck, you know, barreling, and I was loaded up with ethanol, and he saw me barreling around that corner, 
oh man, you better believe he, I never saw a car squiggle and, you know, fishtail so quickly to get back in the ditch, basically, <laughs> which was probably a better move for him because had he gone back on that highway as slick as it was, because there was no way he's going to get up to highway speed. I would have creamed him. I mean, hands down, I would have creamed him. And I'm just thankful he had the fortitude, he or she, whoever it was, they had the fortitude and the, you know, the thought process of, oh, crap, I'm better off getting myself pulled out of this ditch and getting stuck rather than getting rear-ended by this freaking, you know, huge semi. So that has been my day-to-day. It's been awesome. But I'm home. Safe and sound, so it's all good. So we're going to get into reading John chapter 12. And it is the anointing at Bethany. And it reads, Six days before Passover, Jesus came to Bethany, where Lazarus was, whom Jesus had raised from the dead. They gave a dinner for him there. And Martha served, while Lazarus was one of those reclining at the table with him. Mary took a liter of costly perfume, oil, made from genuine aromatic aromatic. Uh, nard and anointed the feet of Jesus and dried them with her hair. The house was filled with the fragrance of the oil. Then Judas the Iscariot, one of his disciples and the one who would betray him, said, Why was this oil not sold for 300 days' wages and given to the poor? And he said this because he, and he said this not because he cared about the poor, but because he. He was a thief and held the money bag and used to steal the contributions. So Jesus said, leave her alone. Let her keep this for the day of my burial. You always have the poor with you, but you do not always have me. The large crowd of the Jews found out that he was there and came not only because of Jesus, but also to see Lazarus, whom he had raised from the dead. And the chief priest plotted to kill Lazarus too, because many of the Jews were turning away and believing in Jesus because of him. Now on the next day, when the great crowd that had come to the feast heard that Jesus was coming through Jerusalem, they took palm branches and went out to meet him and cried out, Hosanna, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord even the king of Israel. Jesus found an ass and sat upon it, as is written, Fear no more, O daughter Zion. See, your king comes, seated upon an ass's colt. His disciples did not understand this at first, but when Jesus had been glorified, they remembered that these things were written about him, and they had done this for him. So the crown that was with him, when he called Lazarus from the tomb and raised him from death, continued to testify. This was also why the crowd went to meet him, because they had heard that he had done this sign. And the Pharisees said to one another, You see that you are gaining nothing. Look, the whole world has gone after him. Now, there were some Greeks among those who had come up to worship at the feast. They came to Philip, who was from Bethsaida in Galilee, and asked him, Sir, we would like to see Jesus. Philip went and told Andrew. Then Andrew and Philip went and told Jesus. Jesus answered them, The hour has come for the Son of Man to be glorified. Amen, amen, I say to you, unless a grain of wheat falls to the ground and dies, it remains just a grain of wheat. But if it dies, it produces much fruit. Whoever loves his life loses it, and whoever hates life in this world will preserve it for eternal life. Whoever serves me must follow me, and where I am there also will be will my servant be. The Father will honor whoever serves me. I am troubled now, yet what I should say. Father, 
save me from this hour. But it was for this purpose that I came to this hour. Father, glorify your name. Then a voice came from the heaven. I have glorified it and will glorify it again. The crowd there heard it and said it was thunder, but others said an angel has spoken to him. Jesus answered and said, The voice did not come for my sake, but for yours. Now is a time of judgment on this world. Now the ruler of this world will be driven out, and when I am lifted up from the earth, I will draw everyone to myself. He said this is indicating the kind of death he would die. So the crowd answered him, We have heard from the law that the Messiah remains forever. Then how can you say that the Son of Man must be lifted up? Who is the Son of Man? Jesus said to them, The light will be among you only a little while. Walk while you have the light, so that the darkness may not overcome you. Whoever walks in the dark does not know where he is going. While you have the light, believe in the light, so that you may become children of the light. After he had said this, Jesus left and hid from them. Although he had performed so many signs in their presence, they did not believe in him, in order that the word which Isaiah the prophet spoke might be fulfilled. Lord, who has believed our preaching? To whom has the might of the Lord been revealed? For this reason they could not believe, because, again, Isaiah said, He blinded their eyes and hardened their heart, so that they may not see with their eyes and understand with their heart and be converted, and I would heal them. Isaiah said this because he saw his glory and spoke about him. Nevertheless, many, even among the authorities, believed in him. But because of the Pharisees did not acknowledge it openly in order not to be expelled from the synagogue. For they preferred human praise to the glory of God. Jesus cried out and said, Whoever believes in me believes not only in me, but also in the one who sent me. And whoever sees me, the one who sent me. I came into the world as light so that everyone who believes in me might not remain in darkness. And if anyone hears my words and does not observe them, I do not condemn him. For I did not come to condemn the world, but to save the world. Whoever rejects me and does not accept my words has something to judge him. The word that I spoke, it will condemn him on the last day, because I did not speak on my own. But the Father who sent me commanded me what to say and speak. And I know that his commandment is eternal life. So what I say, I say as the Father told me. And that concludes the reading of chapter 12. I just want to go back to one verse real quick here. Verse 25, where it says, Whoever loves his life loses it, and whoever hates his life in this world will preserve it for eternal life. I got to say, that right there really resonates with me. My wife and I always talk about that, how like this world, like we love, like we, we really admire the beauty that God created in this world. But at the end of the day, it, we really, I mean, I don't want to say we hate being in this world, but that's like the, you know, the closest thing without actually saying it to how we feel. It's like, this world is so sick right now. Like, you know, we really, like for my wife and I and our daughter, it's like, why do we have to be here? Like, we love our lives. Like, we 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 do cherish and um, we value our life, I should say, right? Like We value our life and we value our time together as a family. But right here, verse 25, really... I mean, really, honestly, says it says it all. Whoever loves his life loses it. But whoever hates his life in this world will preserve it for eternal life. And I really hope that's the case because, you know, sometimes it's just like, my goodness gracious, like, what is going on in this world? Like, you know, we enjoy our time together as a family. But like I said, it just seems like it's just not fun here on earth, you know? I mean, but again, it just, again, you know, it's like we were dropped behind enemy lines. 
and you know this war that we're in you know this good versus evil it's a tough war you know anxieties are high depression's up now with everything going up in cost you know people are feeling the pinch and so anyway let us not forget that with god at our side and christ in our heart we will be just fine i don't know who needs to hear this but just believe me I was recollecting on my own past and just some of the, what seemed like unseemingly, you know, seemingly very impossible situations that I didn't know how I'd get out of, you know, whether if it was finances or health or whatever, right? You know, I, I had so many situations in my past where I was like thinking to myself, how am I going to get out of this? Lord, help me. And I tell you, looking back on a lot of these situations that I used to be in, and I look back on it, I'm like, man, I'm like, that was really nothing. But yet God pulled me through it, even though I saw no other way. Even though that was my own understanding, God provided a way. And God will always provide a way. That's my point. So fear not. Don't worry about today. And don't worry about tomorrow. You will be fine. Don't worry about the money. Don't worry about what tomorrow is going to bring. Don't worry. Fear not. Worry not, for worry does not add days to your life. God will provide a way, I promise. Just hold close to him, pray, and ask Christ to be in your heart. And I close this out with a quick closing prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you so very much for this day. Thank you for keeping me safe on the road and anybody out there who is driving on the public roadways. Keep them safe as well. Allow everybody to return home in one piece to their families. For there is nothing worse and more sad than to see another cross propped up in the middle of the highway because of somebody losing their life on their way home from work or on their way to go see family or maybe just on their way out to go out to eat. I pray all this in your son's name, Jesus Christ. Amen. I will be back in a couple minutes to do a His Hardline Quick Look. God bless and we'll see you in a little bit. Thank you again for joining us here at His Heart Line. You just listened to 1% or less with him. Don't forget you can find us at www.hisheartline.com. We look forward to seeing you next time. Have a blessed day.